This is not just another golf podcast. This is Golf Underground. This is Golf Underground. We just happen to be the third funniest podcast in golf. We interview PGA Tour pros, Hall of Fame athletes, rock stars, business leaders. Sure, we talk about golf, but we have fun. All right, let's do it. Welcome to Golf Underground. Now your hosts, Wardo, Sully, and MLB Hall of Famer, George Brett. Thanks for joining the Golf Underground. Now, the Golf Underground is brought to you by Star Companies, KC. Experience a more energy-efficient and comfortable home with Star's insulation services. Regain functional medicine. Feel better, function better, move better, and look better. Regal Distributing. Specializing in the distribution of food service and professional cleaning supplies to a variety of industries. Cowell Insurance. Providing brokerage and risk management services for over 25 years. Sano Orthopedics, care plans backed by research and clinical results tailored perfectly to individual needs. Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia, where you'll score a double eagle on your next car or truck. Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. Lewisburg Ford, nobody sells more F-150s than Lewisburg Ford. And Celebrity Greens, put a custom PGA caliber putting green in your backyard for the ultimate golf experience. Now, onto the program. All right, hey, welcome, everyone. Thank you for coming. This is a huge crowd today. <laughs> Which means if you have any questions, feel free to, to ask. You know, the, the, um, every year they, they invite us out to just do a, a little bit, a little warm-up. And it's always interesting for us uh, at the Golf Underground. Again, it's, it's me, George Brett, and, and Kevin Ward. Um, you know, this is really our only event that we get that's professional golf here in town, right? And so it's a huge honor to, to have these athletes and, and golfers. And, and, um, and you know, it's, it's always interesting to me um, when we get either someone like Charlie over here who's on the PGA Latin America tour who's been working with the golf stable forever, you know, had his first victory here one month ago. Big round of applause for, for Charlie, Latin America tour champion. Yeah, from New, from New Zealand. But it's, 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 you know, these stories of how do you get to the top are really important. And, you know, we can have them in and, and not really understand what's in their brains. But to me, the real fun part is this journey that, that gets them there. And they all come from different parts of the world, different parts of the country, different stories. Um, and there's some commonality in how they got here. And that's what I'm always interested in is, you know, how do you – this is only one stop along the way, right? The goal is to keep going, but I, I'm always interested in, in how, how do you get to the next level, and when you don't, like what goes through your brain, right? I mean, so, so that's that's sort of the interesting stuff. So um, maybe we'll uh, we'll go down the list here. We got uh, Michael Fiegelton. <laughs> kidding, Fiegels, Fiegels, Mike Fiegel. Where are you from? I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay, next. Right. Yeah, I'm Cody Blick. I'm from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, Dylan. Uh, Dylan Wu from Medford, Oregon. Okay, speak into that thing too, if you could. Medford, Oregon. All right, Wade. Uh, Wade Benfield from Atlanta, now Overland Park, Kansas. Next, uh, Ben Coles um, from Cary, North Carolina, and live in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Now, nice, nice. Have, have you guys ever played against each other, other than every weekend? 
every week pretty much. <laughs> Are you buddies? Yeah. yeah. What's it like? Um, I mean, do you do you develop a bunch of friendships uh, out on on tour or while you're trying to beat each other? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all, you know, I mean, we've all played against each other for. I mean, some guys are, you know, different ages, but, you know, coming up through college, even junior golf, um, you know, a lot of the guys um, that kind of make it out and, you know, you just kind of form relationships with guys over the course of years. You know, if you're staying on the same tour for a couple of years or, um, you know, even moving up or moving back down, you know, you, you see a lot of the same faces, especially been doing it 11 years I, as, as I have now. So, um, yeah, but, you know, we're all pretty cordial still. I'm sure we all want to beat each other, but um, – you know, it's definitely a little bit more laid back on the Corn Ferry Tour than the PGA Tour. So I'm sure. And you said you grew up where? Uh, Cary, North Carolina. Cary, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. And of course, we're we're it's kind of cool here to have Dylan back, who's you know, Dylan Wu, who's now on tour. He's talking about his schedule coming up over the next few weeks, which it's getting really fun now, right? Yeah. So, so um, you you've been here. You played here two years ago. Well, you played here for two years. So you made that next step, and you're playing really well. Right. Yeah, it's been great. Um, second year on tour, uh, have a week off, and Advent Health's one of my one of my sponsors, and they've been great to me. So it's perfect. Have an off week. I mean, I wish I was in the PGA, but um, get to hang out here, play some golf, and eat some good barbecue. So hard to beat. Get to see some some old buddies that are grinding it out, and I just get to relax and play in the pro am tomorrow from the up tee. So it should be fun. <laughs> How many hey, strokes hey, do I get tomorrow? Are you playing with two aside? Nine, nine holes. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Four? I'll give you one and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I want to cart and <laughs> the up tee, though. Yeah, exactly. That's pure. So, so we talked a little bit about this journey and, and memories getting that, uh, first of all, when you're here. Uh, but, Ben, you, you've got a pretty uh, pretty cool pretty cool deal, right, in that um, your first two tournaments on the – started with web, right, the web.com. And so, so tell us about the back-to-back victories. And that was, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, that was in uh, 2012, almost 11 years ago. Um, yeah, I just kind of came out of college and uh, played some amateur tournaments over the summer. It's kind of a funny story. I was, like, ranked 51st in the world amateur rankings, and top 50 got you into the USAM. And then um, so I got a, a spot in the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship, and um, they called me the week before. So I was going to turn pro that week, and then I got a call from the USGA saying that someone – had turned pro, you know, before the deadline or whatever. So I actually moved up to 50 and got in the USAM, which was, I think, the same week or the week after that tournament. So uh, it was a brief debate of kind of, oh, should I go play in the USAM or just turn pro this week? And um, luckily made the right decision and turned pro and then ended up winning that week and the next week. So it was pretty pretty fun little start to my career. That's awesome. Omaha. And so um, after a couple couple weeks of that, were you thinking, this, this ain't so hard after Yeah, all. I mean, obviously it I mean, seemed really right? easy at first. And then <laughs> you you know, right? only took me 11 years later to win again. So, um, yeah, no, it was, you know, it's one of those weeks, yeah, I just kind of everything was clicking. I was playing great going in. And, uh, yeah, I just felt like I didn't really put any pressure on myself, didn't really have any expectations, just go out and play golf. And, you know, that's seemingly what kind of I've done, you know, this year is, is kind of gotten back to that and, feel a lot more freed up and um yeah I've been playing some good golf but what changed after those those first two I mean did you did it did you feel more pressure or was yeah. it you know I I could definitely hang slash beat these guys yeah no I mean I wouldn't say more pressure but I mean you know certainly you've got expectations in your head that you know you can win and um you know you start to go through some struggles you know over the course of you know a year and 
definitely struggled for two or three years after I turned pro. And, um, yeah, I mean, you really kind of just got to find yourself. It's, you know, what everyone talks about the grind is all about. I mean, you got to really just dig deep and, and get back to that self-belief that got you there in the first place. Yep, yep. Good. And wait, grab, grab, grab that mic. So, so how, how long, cause you, you've been through this, this journey, right? Sure. Of sort of you're in it, you're going all in, I'm committing to doing this, which is, you know, th- this is sort of purgatory to some, right? It, it really is. Right. I, I'm, and, and at some point, you know, we had a guy on a few years ago who had been on the tour for the PGA tour for, he's probably six, seven years and was uh, back down here. And, and he was real honest. He's like, I struggle with this, like with my wife and my family and this. Now, he was older, so he's got to, you know, he had the urgency to make, make a decision on this. But um, how do you decide to fully commit to golf? And, you know, at what point is it, oh, my gosh, I'm looking around and these young guys, they're not getting any worse, right? They're bombing the ball. They're stud athletes. Like, I, what goes through your brain on whether I stay in or fully commit or, 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 or don't commit, should I say? I don't know. I mean, the, the perspective part of it's really certainly interesting. Like Santiago is the only tournament I was going to get in all year. So there was not a single person happier to spend that much money on a plane ticket to go down there. Right. Yeah. And you hear it in player dining sometimes too, especially the first couple of events are guys that are coming back from the PGA tour, going back down to play corn Ferry tour. And they're like, Ugh, back here again. Right. So sure. it's definitely, it's certainly perspective, but what else am I going to do? Right. Like I teach golf and stuff and that's fun, but there's nothing more fun than being out here every week. Yeah. Like there really isn't. Right. So, um, it's what I've always wanted to do since I quit baseball. So why not? Yeah. So it's maybe a little bit more difficult to wake up early in the morning now that I'm 36 and not 23 Mm -hmm. and go do what you need to do. But at the end of the day, it's all about perspective and, you know, certainly not being outside the ropes at this tournament last year was fun. I think I just kind of needed that mm-hmm. time away because it kind of turned into Groundhog Day in 20 and 21. And you're not playing any good and you have to go play every week right. and you're hoping to try to find something. But again, the perspective part of it's probably the most important. And you're part. playing good right now. I, yeah, my game feels like it's pretty good. Um, again, I think just getting into Santiago kind of last, like they called Sunday. And I flew down there Monday, right? So I didn't really have any time to think about it. And yep. I don't think my game had any rust on it that week as kind of what I was expecting. But again, I didn't have any expectations. I hadn't played a tournament since final stage of Q school. So I didn't have any expectations. It was just like, go play. Yep. Right. So yep. um, I think we get in our own way a lot more than we realize we do. I, I bet. But, but again, everyone's different, right? It, it's, it's, there's so many different personalities. I liken this to like coaches, right? Um, the Tony Dungies of the world versus sort of the Bobby Knight. And you see the same thing with golfers, right? Where you've got the enthusiastic, you know, maybe a little bit more fired up than you got the even keel. Dylan, I'll ask you, right? Because you've been through this journey and you're still in the journey. The journey never ends, right? Um, what do you think it was about your personality that helped you get to the next level? Yeah, I mean, I think we're still going through it right now. Um, just the line is so super thin. Like, people have been asking me, like, what's the difference between the PGA Tour and Corn Ferry? And it's like, these guys are just as good. It's all, it's pretty much playing golf, playing good golf at the right time. It's kind of getting hot. And I think the biggest thing I've learned in professional golf is kind of learning not to be anybody else and just try to be the best version of myself every single day. Um, 
mean, the best athletes talk about focusing on the process. Like we all talk about it, but it's still really, really hard to do. Just trying to do the small things a lot better. Just trying to stay patient, um, stay hungry. I think that's what you see a lot of young guys like who are making it to the PGA tour and having immediate success. It's like they're hungry for, for more. They want to win. They're, they embrace the stage. And I think that's the mindset you kind of need to have. Now it's like, no matter how you're going to play when you're near the top, it's like, it's going to be a great experience no matter what. So might as well just seize the moment. And I think more and more players are doing that at, a, at an earlier age. And for me, like, I think the success I've had a little more this year than, than last year on tour is just kind of just trying to stay patient and kind of focus on every shot and just not be bothered by anything like a bad break or anything like that. I always joke around like my buddies on I on tour, like we joke around that the top players have magnets out there. Like you see speed that the players slicing it, going in the water, hits a guy goes in the <laughs> middle of the fairway, makes Eagle or like JT balls going in the water, like bounces like four times, goes in back play. So like there's definitely a mental part of it that you got to have, like stay patient and kind of stay the course um, of the long journey. But no, luckily it's, I can tell you being on the PGA tour and then also playing on the corn Ferry, it's definitely easy if you fall back down to get in the mentality that, Hey, this kind of sucks because you're playing for less money. You're, you're traveling to like maybe less cool places, but at the end of the day, like if you have the perspective, like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind and get back to the PGA tour and like work hard, just like how Ben's been doing this year. Like that's the perspective I, uh, I think more people should have. Cause I'm, I'm actually really surprised when I was on the corn Ferry, like how many of the veteran guys and older guys were very unhappy coming back to the, sure. to the corn Ferry. Like this life sucks. It's like, no, you're still playing professional golf. Right, right. It's still pretty good, but it just shows the, the ups and downs of golf can definitely throw you, throw you off pretty quickly. Did anything surprise you once you got there? Like you, you just mentioned that you, you had to kind of stay, or you had to stay yourself, right? You couldn't try to be Rory, who you said, you know, you were mildly enamored with slash um, man crush. Yeah. I believe is how you put it. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say there's anything that's, um, what was your question again? Like what surprised me well, when I got yeah, there? So, so you had to get there and you're like, okay, so I got to act like I belong here. I suppose yeah. everyone it goes through that, right? It's definitely act hard. Like you yeah. It's just the small stuff being a rookie. Like they always say that rookie year is the hardest. And it's honestly just the small stuff. Like even if you're a rookie on the corn ferry, like knowing where to park, knowing where to stay, knowing where registration is, like knowing where the first hole is, you kind of just look like, I mean, you feel like a deer in headlights because you're like, where am I going? Um, just some of that stuff, but also like getting used to playing in front of bigger crowds and actually everything's just bigger out there. Like there's more security, there's more volunteers, um, there's TV and everything. So it's kind of just being comfortable, comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause I think when you're playing in front of more fans and everything, like you automatically become more uncomfortable, but then you slowly get used to it. I can tell you like my second year on tour, it's been nicer just going to courses a second time. Right. Um, and like you kind of just, yeah, you just kind of get more comfortable. That's like the biggest thing. Can you go up? Let's take any one of the top 20, the big names, the folks who we all know. Would you ever feel comfortable last year or even this year going up and saying, hey, can I pick your brain for a little bit? Can you give me some advice on this? Are you comfortable doing that? And then are those folks comfortable in giving advice to others? Yeah, I, I honestly was pretty comfortable doing that last year. Um I did it to a couple of buddies who were the, about the same age as me, like Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland at the time had the same swing coach as me. Um, so I played with them like, and some other guys, like most of the guys are pretty friendly. I think the hardest part is going up to ask them about it. Like, or honestly the easy way is having your caddy go ask the other caddy if they want to play. That's another way of kind of deterring you from going to ask somebody <laughs> a top player. Um, but honestly, most of them are 
are pretty nice about it. Um, I've got to play a few practice rounds with some veterans, and I think you learn a lot because they're eager to, like, as long as you're being cordial and you want to learn, I think most of them are glad to help up out. So luckily it's more just the step of asking. Um, but most of the guys are, are very friendly, and I've definitely learned a lot um, my rookie year from, from some of the older guys that were on tour. Um, and you just learn a lot also playing with them. Like I remember playing with Adam Scott at the RSM. And I'm like, wow, this guy's has the best swing in golf. And then I'm watching him. I'm like, wow, he's hitting some pretty bad shots for, for having such a perfect swing, but couldn't it be a nicer and guy? great hair. I mean, yeah. He's a handsome couldn't be a nicer guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those, no, it's, was he wearing that tan sweater? He was wearing, he was wearing a blue sweater. Okay. Blue sweater. Sounds like you don't like that tan sweater. I know. Have you heard him tell that story about he wore it every day at Riviera because it was the only one he had and the temperature never changed? <laughs> I didn't hear that. Okay. He's such a nice guy. Most of the guys are nice. I mean, there's some stories of the guys that aren't nice, but those guys kind of left. Would you ever give the initials of guys who aren't nice? Probably. I have to think, I have to think about it. Um, <laughs> get him a Duke and we can probably get that. <laughs> Actually, or, I don't know if I should or, say it now. There's, there's some, there's some interesting characters. I'd say in any in professional sports, there's def you kind of have to be weird to be a professional athlete. So there's definitely some odd guys. But most well, of the, guys the entourages too, right? I mean, even you know your friends. Several of us are friends with with Woodland, and it, you know you, now you got your fitness coach, your sports psychologist. Your has that changed for you? Do you have an army now when you didn't I, have it here at Blue Hills? Definitely don't have an army, but like I mean, I will have my trainer come out to like one every five events um but there's like certain guys that have armies like Hideki has an army like a legit like he has like a media guy and video guy that follows him all the time there's like six or seven guys oh. and like when Bryson was playing on tour I remember playing in the U.S. Open this guy has like so many people so like, I think the one thing is like there's a lot of camaraderie on the on the corn ferry like young guys like right. room together hang out play practice rounds and on the PGA tour it's I wouldn't say it's a little more serious but like usually guys are older you have families you have your team and your family so you kind of have your own little lifestyle so I think that's what makes the corn fairy great is like you have really good friendships that you probably have for a long time um, where you play practice rounds, you're on your own. You, you probably can't really make enough money to have your family travel all the time versus a PJ tour. It's like a lot of guys on the top guys, like they rent houses on the golf course. They have chefs and it's like a different lifestyle right. for sure. Hey, if, um, if full swing decided to follow you, would it be interesting episode? <laughs> uh, probably not. I don't know. It'd be okay. It'd be something... Something to do with food and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I don't think it'd be too, that too, yet? Inter- too <laughs> interesting. <laughs> all right, cool, Dylan. Thanks. First of all, honestly, thanks for joining us. You know, welcome welcome back to the to the hood to hang with your, your old posse, right? Thanks for slumming it. And Missouri. I hope this isn't slumming one of those, we don't play in as cool as areas as some of the others, all right? There you go. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Guys, as the male body ages, testosterone levels steadily decline, and your bodies become increasingly unable to produce healthy levels of the primary male hormone testosterone. At Regain Functional Medicine, we can help you regain your quality of life with testosterone replacement therapy. TRT improves brain function, sleep cycles, heart health, performance, and overall body composition so you can feel better, function better, move better, and look better. Visit us today at ifeelmuchbetter.com. Regain Functional Medicine with locations in Lawrence and Leewood. Regain is better. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. 
And like they say, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan from the Golf Underground here with a little good news. And that good news is that even double-digit handicappers like me can occasionally make a double eagle. All right, maybe not on a golf course, but even guys like me can score when buying a new car or truck. I'm talking about two stores, two brothers, and four generations, treating customers just like family. I'm talking about our buddies at Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia. With these guys, you'll always score two under with double the inventory and double the customer satisfaction. That's the Bobsite Double Eagle. Now, Bobsite offers a wide selection of vehicles and promise to make the car buying process as quick and as hassle-free as possible. Now, whether you have poor credit, no credit, or maybe a first-time car buyer, you can trust Bobsite Ford. And Bobsite Independence Kia will get you into the car or truck you choose with professionalism and attention to your needs. So go visit our buddies at Bobsite.com, but only if you're looking for a vehicle that makes you feel like a U.S. Open champion. <laughs> All right, Cody? That's me. So um, the word on the street was that um, the only reason you're golfing now is because uh, you couldn't play basketball. And um, yeah, yeah, tell you know, us a little bit about that. 4'11", 85 pounds in high school, you're not going to play basketball. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That was your setback. Would you have if you were maybe, I don't know, 5'2 and quick? No, I'm not Muggsy Bogues, so I don't think so. Yeah. You don't, no, yeah, not quite. <laughs> All right. You, you've got a really funny story. Speaking of um, equipment malfunctions or tan vests. Um, tell, tell the folks about the time where you, um, your clubs were stolen. Yeah, I actually played a video. Oh there. my God. All greatest right, round I've ever seen in my right, entire life. Talk about it. Talk about it. Final round at final stage of Q school in 2018. 2018. Oh, I remember that. It was a whirlwind, right? Yeah. I, I played a prize round with you. I, I definitely, you definitely kicked my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, it was my first year playing final stage and, um, uh, you know, I I really didn't play very well for three days. I was in 75th place. and Appreciate it. That's <laughs> no offense, Vinny. <laughs> um, you know, that year it was a pretty easy golf course, too. Like, I think actually dead last was even par at the end of the oh, week. Wow. So, uh, you know, I'm sitting in 75th, and top 40 gets starts. And so I knew it had to be a really low one. And, um, yeah, I woke up the, the morning, Sunday morning, morning of the final round, and, uh, you know, my coach went for a run that morning. He came back, and uh, my clubs were supposed to be in the garage of the rental house and came in the, in the kitchen. I was making breakfast, and he said, uh, hey, did you bring your clubs in the house? And I said, no, they're in the garage. Oh, no. And he said, well, no, they're not in the garage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, full panic set in pretty, pretty hard. Um, 
It was that morning that you had to play? It was that morning. Yeah. yeah. What time was your tea time? Oh, gosh. I, we were like 10. Yeah, it was middle of the Ugh. Last off the back. back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're sitting in 75th. It's not too hot. Wrong side of the horseshoe. <laughs> we're, we're two off 10 for sure. Um, yeah, it was that morning. And um, so, you know, I, you know, luckily my parents were there. So they kind of dealt with the police and filed the police report. And I got on the phone with the Titleist reps. And, um, yeah, I, you know, it's funny because, you know, they say golf is an individual sport, but it's, it's such a team sport, and it's. Uh, I had all these reps scrambling, trying to trying to find some sort of equipment for me because the truck had left, and uh, so I ended up with you know wedges from the rental bin. I had like the superintendent's nine eight seven iron, but he no didn't way. have long iron. So then I had like rental six five four iron. I don't even know where the fairway woods came from. What'd um, you shoot? I shot sixty three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had nine birdies, nine pars. <laughs> oh my! Um, Hit that driver off the deck into a par five that he'd never even sw- he swung it like twice no on the range. Kidding. It was like this will work. Yeah, it That's was funny. It was a weird day. I, I showed up to the tenth tee, and you know those guys at the time didn't really know what was going on. I just had these titleist reps around me on the range, just handing me random clubs, you know. And it was it was one of those just blackout days. You know, Dylan talked about focusing on every shot, and I think you know, a situation like that, it, it really just makes you in the moment, like truly in the moment. You know, it's like I couldn't afford to think about the leaderboard. I, you know, I'm standing over a five iron with a regular shaft that, you know, I'm probably going to miss 60 yards right. Yep. And it's like, yep. I'm just, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think it just takes away pressure and it, it just puts you in the moment. And, um, I, I, I just blacked out, honestly. Isn't that funny though? No, it, it, it you wonder if, if you did that once every two months, if they threw you some random ass clubs, how you would play? Yeah, I think I, I this only applies to golf, right? But it's weird, right? How your brain is—it's like a little trigger, or it's—it's it's mm-hmm. just there, there's some sports psychologist guy who's got this thing figured out. It's not me, but but it is funny how it's like okay, I, I, I'm gonna. There's no real pressure here. If I come out and shoot a seventy, I'm, it's gonna go. People are gonna be like, "Whoa, that was crazy!" But that's funny. It's honestly yeah. like being super sick. Like when you're super sick, it's like the same mentality. Like Jordan. you have food poisoning or something like right. that. You're like, yeah. Yeah, well, like this Jordan, is going right? to suck. Might as well play. And then you play great. It's be so weird. weird. A sick golfer. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, so weird. Yeah. It's, that's a good point too. Cause you know, we come out here and you know, the trucks are with us every week and they get us dialed down to the quarter of a degree on every club. And you know, you could still go miss the green with a seven iron. I mean, pretty easily. Right. So it's, yeah, it's and it's a it's funny game man. I, I don't know it was it was an interesting day and it was definitely a, a lesson that um, I've, I've taken with me but yeah I, I think you have to relearn that lesson every now and then. yeah you wonder if you could trick yourself somehow to get to that spot you know what I mean like you sound like you're gonna steal my clubs this week. Well, <laughs> listen, don't so, give uh, Sully an inch; no, she will take a mile. It's, yeah, it's important to know that um, I am a double-digit handicapper, and I uh, this was three years ago. There was a wedding at our golf club, and my clubs were stolen at the wedding. And so the next day, I panicked just like you. I was afraid I wasn't going to shoot a 86, and so um, they gave me the Nike rentals. Played with them for two and a half years. Kept them. Kept him. Smart man. Yes, because each week when I go to that $5 NASA, I know that there's no pressure on me with those Nike yeah, clubs. Nike trial set, <laughs> man. Don't even worry about it. 
pocket the insurance. <laughs> just pocket the insurance money. Uh, oh my God! All right, so so just just a couple of, uh, final things uh, with you, Cody. Um, so doing some homework on you, you know, Tiger, Tiger's your main guy, but it was funny. I went back, I saw an old article and you were 18 years old. And you, in fact, you were 4'11". And this comes from a guy who's 4'12", which makes me five. And um, it was really cool to hear, you know, you as a young kid, you know, giving these answers, you know, what's your favorite course? And I've never played here. And you found an interview when I was 18? Oh, yeah. Oh boy! Oh yeah, yeah. And um, your he favorite digs, player man. at the time, because you know your big. The jury says you're a big Tiger guy, but your favorite oh, yeah. player at the time was Rory. That's not what I said. The hell you didn't. <laughs> you're gonna have to pull up the video. The hell, man. It's right there. Wait, it could be that fake news. Could, I think that's fake. It news. could be I'm that. Sorry. It could be that fake news. But t- you, Tiger's your guy, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I grew up idolizing Tiger, and you know, Dilly, Dylan actually talked about it earlier. You got to be yourself, and that was something else I figured out this year was. You know, we all grew up watching Tiger, and we all want to be like Tiger. Um, and, you know, he's so intense and animated. And I kind of just thought you had to be that way to be great. And right. uh, I've kind of realized this year, man, I just, I, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy what we're doing and, and be happy. And yep. good golf follows that. So, yeah, I mean, I grew up a, a Tiger freak. Yeah, who didn't, right? Yeah. Who did? And maybe you'd have played basketball if Tiger went around? Because you think of how many he influenced, right? I mean, especially at where you are, West Coast, right? I mean... He was the guy. Was the I mean, he was the guy everywhere, right? But, guy. but, but certainly, um, you know, for, for your generation. All right, Michael. Um, all right, where'd you grow up? Scottsdale. Lucky. Still live there. No wonder you're a good golfer. So you never That's considered basketball. Uh, no. My brothers are 6'4", so I don't know what happened to me. Uh, no way. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, like, repost, like, them, like, doing 360 dunks and stuff, and these guys are always responding, like, bro, what? You're out here playing golf. You like, got the kickers yeah. gene, though. Yeah, you got the yeah. kicker gene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. When when did you uh, join the the corn fairy? Uh, so I graduated from Illinois uh, two years ago. Um, played a little bit uh, in uh, Canada that summer. Played a couple of PGA Tour events, and then went to Q School in the fall. Uh, and I was out here full time last year as a rookie. So it's my second year out here. All right, is second year any different? Uh, not really. Uh, it's. I will say it's nicer to have seen golf courses, uh, to be coming back to places for a second time. Um, kind of like what Dylan was talking about, like being a rookie, you just like, I was f- literally figuring out where to park. And like right. and second time around, you, you kind of know your ways around spots and, uh, it's like a comfort thing. So, uh, it's not very much different though. The, the golf ball still doing the same thing it was a year ago. Is it? Um, so you just, yeah, it's just comfort wise. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit better. So, <laughs> Thanks, Cody. There's some weeks out here that some of us have played five or six years, and we're still figuring out where to park. So, <laughs> if if let's say it's it's this, the uh, five of you guys, you're all hanging out. Maybe this is Sunday after a round. You're having a pint. What do you guys talk about? Not golf. Girls, not golf. really? Not, not golf. Girls. Basketball. I'm talking about girls. You're talking about girls. That's, that's all this guy talks about. <laughs> You got a girlfriend? Sometimes guys. Uh, no, no girlfriend. Really? Yeah. For strategic reasons. So um, traveling to different towns, is that a, um, does that help you? Uh, you know, like for the most part, we're trying to stay locked in, focused on right. mm-hmm. you know, right. things. Bumble any good here? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> so, so, it's right. probably so, definitely not golf. It's, it's not golf. It's definitely not golf. How about um, walking down the fairway with your caddy? 
if it's not golf related, what are like people wonder what what the hell are they talk? Is it all golf? Because I think most of us think like I mean, you just talk about stuff. Basketball. Yeah. Really? Yeah. A lot of sports. Yeah. Where, so like, where you're staying? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, same thing with same watch. thing with your uh, the guys you're playing against. It's all like what percentage of the conversation with a caddy is spent on golf? That one shot. I would say the like, shots. Uh, that's, it. that's it. Oh yeah. I mean, unless he's getting an earful about something. Yeah. Really? Hey, why didn't that golf ball do what it did last year? <laughs> Why did that ball hook 30 yards? I don't know, pro. That was probably you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. How, how much How much, um, How much? much do you give him? Does he read in your putts? Is he, like, do you really rely on this guy? Uh, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but, uh, no, I don't have – my caddy doesn't read any of my putts. Uh, Same? Well, I mean, if you saw this guy putt, you would understand why he really? doesn't read his putts. I have my younger brother that caddies for, caddies for me. He, he helps me read some putts, so. Daddy's a good green reader? Yeah. That's a good <laughs> We let him. Will he uh, let him overrule you? Huh? We let him overrule you? No, but there's definitely a balance with caddies. Like you want to just just be honest all the time. Like just tell me what you're feeling. Like some caddies are scared to like they might be a yes man and agree with you. Like just tell me if you think it's more or less. And then sometimes I'll trust you. Sometimes I won't. So yeah. <coughs> if it goes in, I'll I'll definitely give you a thumbs up. If it doesn't go in, if I'm in a good mood, I'll be like, that's on me or whatever. But sometimes it's like, yeah, I should have just trusted my lead. Yeah. Have you ever brought up old? You said it's your brother. Yeah. I mean, Have I you ever know. brought up old stories, that, like because you were pissed at him, like you know, like remember that time you were an asshole and you did it? Like I just feel like if that? it's your brother or family member, like I talked to Harry Higgs about this. He has his brother Al on the back. Like yeah. for some reason, having your brother, you just want to rip him even more. Like you just get so mad at them. Like one thing he loves to say, like if I'm getting pissed off, I'm like, you need to do a better job of calming me down. He just yells, like, just relax, dude, like, in a really angry tone. And it just makes me even more mad. I think it's just probably because you're brothers and stuff like that. But you can also, like, say certain things that you probably can't say to other caddies because it's your brother, and he won't take it personally. So there's definitely good, <laughs> goods and bad from it. Yeah, we've had um, a regular guest is um, uh, Bryson's old caddy when he was a, uh, an amateur. And you can imagine those stories were just outstanding. So we'll move on to the next topic, shall we? All right. So, so we're going to have some fun here because we're going to keep you guys um, uh, much longer. First of all, thank you for coming out, Dylan, especially. Wade, thanks for all you do for, for the, you know, the tournament, the crew. I hope you all kick ass. But, but before you all go, um, I'm going to go down the line. I'm going to hit you with a few rapid-fire questions, okay? Answer them rapidly, shall we? You've got some rapid-fires? You can fire some too, man. Too, so all right, you go first. You go. All right, all right. I'll go first. Not my show. All right. Okay. So, uh, Mike, we're gonna start with you. Now, these, these, these are these are. What's the strangest thing you've ever found in a golf bag, when you caddied? Did you ever caddy? I did not. Caddy. You never caddied? I did not know. Oh, you are so white collar. I caddied in college. In North you caddied. Yeah. All right. Then how about you answer? What's the cra- craziest thing you found in a bag? Hmm. That's, that's the worst. Literally, food is probably the number one thing. Weed. <laughs> no, I haven't. I don't. I can't think of anything. Um, you weren't digging hard enough. I I, I remember when going into the bag. I think probably a weed pen. I definitely found a weed pen or old cigarette. Yeah, 
Not much. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, what do we say? There's like another wedding ring. Something. Oh no, he hides his wedding ring. I don't know. Hey, um, are, are there um, are there many stoners on tour? Uh, caddies definitely yes. I mean, a lot. I mean, I think in professional golf, a lot of people love chewing zin. Like zin is huge. Yeah. Like my brother is like zins all the time. He's probably the only Asian that ever zins too. Um. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, I mean, professional golfers and especially caddies, they kind of degenerates, like <laughs> love gambling. Yeah. They kind of embrace that lifestyle for sure. Yeah, they do. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's why you in paper. All right. Well, uh, we'll come back to you, Mike, because I'm not gonna let you just walk away. So we know you never caddied. I mean, did you, did you have a summer job or just golf all the damn time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I all like, right. I like, when I was like 16, I like worked as like, I used to pick the range. I never All right. That's yeah. a, I mean, did you ever do anything outside of golf? Maybe McDonald's or Walmarts or something like that? I worked at PJ Superstore. All right. It's close enough. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, still, yeah, still damn know. golf. Yeah, this true. better go well for you. Hey, they have a tennis, they have a tennis <laughs> department. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. You sell the short shorts. Right. <laughs> hey, guys. Sully here to tell you about my friends at Regal Distributing. Now, for more than 60 years, Regal Distributing Company has been helping customers grow their business by providing the right food service and professional cleaning supplies to a variety of industries. And man, do they do it right. Because they're smart. Which means they're able to offer expertise and in-depth product knowledge that helps customers like you think about your business in a whole new way. And what's the outcome? Well, they're gonna help you improve your efficiency. They're gonna reduce your cost. And they're gonna help you maintain your quality. And all by providing consistently excellent service. So, to learn more, check out Regal Distributing, national reach with a local touch. Go to their website at getregal.com. That's getregal.com. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you get a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to to our patients and follow up with them and make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay, and so the three things that separate you, number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hi, this is George Brent, Hall of Fame baseball player, and I've been playing golf for over 35 years. Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship-caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at 1-888-507-7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard. 
Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years because they do business the right way. They sell everything. Check this out for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one F-150 sales leader in the entire state of Kansas. So, no hassle. $50 over invoice pricing, unparalleled customer satisfaction, and a huge selection. That's a perfect recipe for selling trucks. So, check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com. Or give them a call at 816-444-2300. New golf clubs. A big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open? Or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on? No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All right, uh, but I will ask you this, Mike. What's the funniest or most embarrassing golf-related thing you've seen here at the, uh, on the web tour? Most embarrassing thing I've seen? Yeah, it doesn't have to be you who got embarrassed. could have been someone else. Oh, man. Uh, does it have to be out here? Nope. All right, well, uh, this story kind of hit like a, maybe got viral a year ago. Uh, Dylan might know the story. Uh, one, of my, one of my teammates in college – uh, during the Big Ten Championship, he uh, pissed his pants, and uh, <laughs> he felt really embarrassed about it, and there was, like, a big weight on the tee box, and uh, Nick Hardy uh, walked over to, like, use the restroom after him, and, like, saw, we were wearing, like, khakis, and Nick saw him, and uh, it was more of, like, a testament of how good of a friend Nick is, because he just pissed himself after, didn't make him not feel as bad. So they both just had pissed just down their legs. No. Oh, yeah. Swear to God. It's a, this is an actual sport. Swear to God. Nick did not do that. It was, yeah. on, it was on Zyre Golf, dude. It was like a big it. story. Yes. 
And, uh, the greatest guy ever. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, so then they, they finished the last four holes of the second round of the Big Ten Championship with just piss running down their legs. No. Full on Billy Madison. Yeah, so the lesson is wear dark pants. I mean, all right, Cody, you're up next. You're up next. All right, if you could play uh, a round of golf with any celebrity, male, female, or other, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? Trump. Trump, yeah, I mean, that's up there. No, uh, can I just build a foursome? Please. I would go uh, Tiger, obviously. He's the greatest of all time. And then I would go uh, Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr, because I would love to see how Tiger handles the greatest shit talkers of all time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad, right? You know, Tiger's a shit talker, though, too, I guess. He is, he is. But, you know, those guys do it for a living, so. What, what's true. Tiger shit? You know, he can't talk right. tampon to JT. If, if like you this. had to pick one thing Chappelle would say to Tiger, what do you think it would be? I don't think that's appropriate. Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to. Give me like the PG-13 <laughs> version. Come up with stuff. What does he say? So he's walking down, let's see, right? He's walking down 17, 18. Chappelle's probably had a few cocktails. I would right? hope so, yeah. Like, what topic do you think he might be, and how might he deliver it? Uh, I think he, he could go two ways. Uh, either women, I mean, that's an easy shot. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. something about, you know, forgive me, Tiger. Uh, something about, you know, Tiger. Is he dead? Did Tiger you die? Know, his, you know, <laughs> handicaps. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's what, always is there around. news we we're, don't know about? Golfers. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Something about the way he walks. I mean, that's, you know, go, go something, I don't know. What would it sound like? Like if you had to, if, if you had to impersonate. That's up to Feagles, man. <laughs> huh? This is the king of impersonations right here. What? No. Yeah. Oh. What's your best impersonation? I don't have any. Give us Trump. Hey, Come give on, us Trump. give us no, one. No, dude. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> all, right. all right, we'll let you. China. All right, <laughs> all right Dylan, you're up. Um, what's the most ridiculous excuse you've heard from a playing partner after a bad shot? Oh, oh, let me think about this. <laughs> There's so I'm many of these. Uh, the back. Oh. No, there's. I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think if I've done any. I feel like I have to say it to my brother. We can I, tell. Yeah, we'll call your brother. <laughs> It'd be. I don't. I'm trying to think of a, a really bad one. I don't think there's any really bad one. Like sometimes it's like, I think some players get mad if their caddy moves. Sometimes there was one time that like, I got mad at my brother, and he was like ten yards behind me, like behind in the shadow moved, like right when I, right when I was take my backswing and I just chunked the shit out of the ball. Yeah, I just let him have it for like thirty <laughs> seconds, and I think it was in the practice round, like it wasn't even in a, a national tournament. What were you saying? I don't know what I was saying. I love to say like, what do I love to say? Like, I say like, why are you so bad at your job? Like. Should fire oh, you. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, can't wait. Oh, I might have you on the bag. Wait, oh, listen. Yeah. You know it's always amazed me. You guys are out here on tour, and and you might be on the t- you know in the tee box, and r- the rope with patrons or fans is like five feet behind you, and you can't make everyone stop moving, and yet you it doesn't seem to bother you guys. Yet you go play in a Saturday afternoon round of golf with you know Jimmy the Stiff, you know who you happen to be walking over by the trap. And he says, hey, hey, would you slow it down? What lesson would you give Jimmy to stiff? Just shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. That's the only advice you could possibly give him, Cody. There's definitely tour guys that do it. I played with, I'll throw something under the bus. I mean, I was playing with Brian Harmon at the U.S. Open at Torrey. And you know you have, like, 
you have like people around the green, right? There's like a group of like five rows deep, and you have people like walking like 50 yards, like they're not even close to the hole. Right. And his caddy and him are like yelling at people to stop in the background. I'm like, this guy has <laughs> such little. Why are you so angry, dude? He's so good at golf. Why are you so angry? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. All right, love it. Wade, you're up. Um, if if uh, what's the uh, wackiest or most memorable fan interaction you've experienced during a tournament? Oh, geez, during a tournament. Could have been after, and uh, you know we've got some leeway here. <laughs> no, no, these are like yeah. silly, yeah. Deep, deep. Yeah. All right, I'll switch it up for you because about you, you, your brother, you're struggling. Should with Should I do that? Kind of during tournament, more like practice. So Dylan's brother like wrote. My brother's like, I mean, not like Feagles, but he's like, he's. I'm married, but he's very single, so he loves like. This one thing he loves to do is throw golf balls during practice rounds to like girls in the crowds. Like we're in your brother the, does this. Yeah, we're yeah. playing at the Honda <laughs> anywhere in Florida. Like writes his number down, throws it to a girl in the crowd. Yeah, and literally does it, and then literally. So it was at the players this year. Drew, uh, my Wade's agent, agent yeah. Drew is also Justin Lauer's agent, like one of my best friends. We're playing a practice round, and Jeremy throws this throws this uh, ball to the crowd. My other brother, Jeremy's twin, is walking. And tells Drew like, okay, let's let's mess around with Jeremy. So he gives Jeremy uh, gives Drew Jeremy's number, and then Drew, the rest of the round, pretends to be this girl. <laughs> so oh, goes no. on, <laughs> pretends to be this girl, and it's like, and there's some parts oh, he's good. like, <laughs> Drew, like I think Drew at one point called him daddy, <laughs> and then and then he he referred to himself as daddy, and then like next sentence, and then <laughs> and then it got to the point where like Drew was like. You want to see a picture? <laughs> and then Jeremy's like showing it's uh, another caddy or something. He's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a selfie of, of Drew. My agent. <laughs> so then all the caddies heard that story that week and call him daddy now. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Definitely the best. I did have a guy that was like a walking score slash range volunteer uh, in Canada at the Tour Championship like – over fan like would walk with me inside the ropes like during the tournament all 18 holes no and then like send me twitter messages after about like how good did i you played. play the pro-am with him how did he know no, how I don't famous know. and gorgeous yeah. you were oh. <laughs> i do have a face for radio though this yeah. is on that's right this, yeah. is, okay. this is on radio so, so uh, did you did how'd you let him down softly i just didn't reply on oh, twitter you ghosted him God, that's heartless <laughs> Not every time. All right, yeah. let me hear it. Let me hear it. Uh, last year in uh, Sarasota, Florida, uh, a guy came up to me on the range and was like, just introduced himself. I'm like, all right, whatever. Start hitting balls. And then my caddy's like, hey, this guy keeps asking for you. I'm like, all right. So I turn around and I'm like, actually introduce myself. I kind of start talking. He's like, dude, this guy's like 70. He's like, I'm literally your biggest fan. I'm like, oh, like, thank you very much. Pulls out his phone. I'm his screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> God. So it was, yeah, that was No incredible. way. Yeah. What'd you say? I, uh, thank you. I, I thank you, like, right? Sure. What else can you say? I, I didn't Thanks. know what to say. I didn't know how to respond to that one. Did you get his snap? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <we> <laughs> We've got a 384-day streak now. Oh, my God. 
That that is funny. That's a good one. All right. Wait, I already got you. All right, Ben, you're up. All right, Ben. Uh, final final question. Let's let's make sure it's a it's a good one. Um, what's the most ridiculous f- golf fashion trend that you've witnessed or been part of? Like joggers is a pretty hot topic, or it was. I don't know. I don't wear them, but I don't have it. I don't have. Any What's your opinion of them? them? Oh, they're fine. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> what was your first reaction like when you saw JT? Like I had my own opinion when I saw him wearing them. <laughs> I want like you're sitting all by yourself or with some friends, and you see the, the little pants. Yeah, I mean, what I don't think I would wear them. I wouldn't wear them myself, but um, how do you? What hey, do you think is going on? Is fine. But those that do wear them, like, what do you think's going on with them? I think that they they think that they have really pretty ankles. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's what's all your what's your take on the on the pants? Come on. I mean, I've, <laughs> you wear them? God. Why do you think you? No wonder why you was a screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's There's good. a lot of things a lot of people would wear for money. Right? True. I mean, you wear some ridiculous stuff out there on the Oh, of course. You were wear it. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? All right, one one final. This will be rapid fire. We're going to go right down the list. All right, very quick, and then we're going to let people have a, a, a nice cocktail. All right. Um, outside of golf, give me uh, your all-time favorite fan you're just this is like you love this person it could be a a movie star it could be you know a a band member it could be like wow i want to spend time with this dude not even golfing with him or her i I sense i know where you're going (laughs) it's not going to be a man or that man on your screensaver or whatever right huh michael jordan Jordan? okay got it yeah mj i mean if you if i'm not saying tiger it's mj did you see the um, Did you see that movie Air? Wasn't it good? I just watched it two nights ago. They didn't have, show him much though, did they? Not once. I know. I know. His mom looked. His mom was a stud. That's good. How, All right. how good was the Last Dance though? Unbelievable. It was amazing. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, I brought up full swing. I thought they did a great job with that. You know. I didn't watch a second of it. Why? I just it was decent. Cody made a promise to himself that he won't watch it until he got. Nice. He's right. Yeah. He was right. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it was. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, man. You learn stuff about those guys. I did. Right. I'm like, oh my god. You know, like Brooks. I knew he was mildly vulnerable, but whoo. Find out that PJ Tour has a cut. That's when you find out a lot about full swing. Yeah. Say it like a hundred times. Yeah. There's a cut. Right. Yeah. You know, one of our first shows that we did like this yeah, was. Did you know, if you don't make the cut, uh, you, you don't, don't get, get paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we you know we had Joel Damon. We did one of these um, probably two, two, maybe three years ago, and Joel shows up, and George Brett's here. You know he's normally with us, and he's like, uh, "So you on like the Corn Ferry tour or something?" Right, and, and of course Joel here it is. Him and Higgs, of course, became crazy famous after their Phoenix you know, open or their waste management uh, episode. It was it was a blast. All right, give me your um. Did, did, did you say did you say MJ? We got two MJs. 
famous person you'd want to you want to hang with and like you're actually going to show interest and curiosity and ask him questions. Blake Lively, hundred percent. Oh, because she's also married to Brian Reynolds. I think he's super cool, but she's also an absolute smoke show. So. Yeah, yeah. What's the shark movie? I just watched that one last week. Oh, uh, the Shallows. Yeah. yeah, amazing actor. Jesus, does anyone act in a shark movie? By the way, Dylan. I don't think so. Yeah, you don't care. Next. John Hess. Oh. Ah, <laughs> where is he? He's right there. I just there he is. Yeah, John. <laughs> How many, t- how many times have you won the, the Duke? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I thought. I um, say. Yeah. All right. Steve's Wait, you're up. Career, actually. Why? That's He's an interesting. a huge Gator fan. So growing up, being a Florida Gator fan, and he was inventing new ways to play college football. It was pretty awesome. Yeah? Why haven't you met him? You haven't set it up. Would you like to meet him? Sure. I have no pull. Probably figure it out. I haven't really tried that hard. That's what I mean. Listen, you get what you asked for there, waiter. Listen, think of some of these young kids who are going to be running around here and they're going to see you guys being all stars and they're going to look behind the ropes and go, I don't think I should talk to Michael because he's famous and he's got old guys who like him. Man. I want that kid to feel like he could talk to you, Mike. That's, that's what's so great about the old Corn Fairy Tour, right? Before you become Dylan Wu, you're you know you're approachable out here, right? One, it, it, Ben, you're you're I'd up say next. Max Verstappen, big race car. Oh, wow. Who? Race car. Max Verstappen. He Ooh. drives Formula F1. One. Um, I just want him to teach me how to how to really drive. So, really? Yeah. Did you watch the Miami race? Oh yeah. You know, it's like a simulator thing. It's like yeah, I got real. a simulator. Like Do you really? Yeah. Sick. I mean, it's a cheap rig, but yeah. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, well, we're, we're going to let you go. I do want to thank you, honestly, on behalf of Evan Health and, and all of Kansas City. It's, you didn't have to take your time out to do this, and, and um, we're all going to be rooting for you. You're getting, we're a little bit closer, right? These are guys we want to follow, right? Maybe um, this Sullivan Sportsbook will be uh, out back um, a- after this. But um, on behalf of Blue Hills, everyone, go kick some ass. Have a great time. Big round of applause for the crew. Can I encore this real quick? Please do. Oh, you got some bonus ones. Yeah, I do. I've got some bonus questions. Take them. I've got one for everybody. So, um, (laughs) uh, Feegs, favorite place to travel on tour and why? (laughs) (laughs) We've already answered that question. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Nashville's Fair. Fair. Sure. Broadway. Yep. Um, Dylan, ideal off day looks like what? Ideal off day, waking up, uh, eating a lot of food, eating a lot of probably barbecue or Asian food, taking a nap, door dashing a pizza. <laughs> this is literally what I did two days ago, and I missed the cut in Byron. I literally did nothing, and then took my. Do- I didn't even go. Out. I let my dogs out, just DoorDash a pizza, take a nap, just watch shows. I think I was watching Big Bang Theory. Sick. And then <laughs> sick. And then yeah, just go. Probably go. Maybe play some blackjack at the casino. I like blackjack and drinking some wine. Sweet. Yeah. You, really you are having a yard sale really up here, by the way, with all the grass. I had a couple of days the last couple of days. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, Cody, one thing about you that's not in your PGA Tour bio. What's in my PGA Tour bio? I don't know. I haven't looked. I'm just like, <laughs> what's a random fact that maybe you wouldn't have put on that sheet or anything like that? Um, I, I, that's a fact, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good question, Benny. Um, I would love to start surfing, but I'm terrified of sharks. Fair. <laughs> Yeah. I've got a working theory on that. You have a 100% chance of not getting bit by a shark on land. That's a fact. Hey, yeah. they don't come to our home, so why should we go to theirs? That's exactly. What I say. exactly. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, ben, what does your dream barbecue plate look like? Dream barbecue plate? Uh, I'll do pulled pork sandwich. I'll do brisket, um, mac and cheese, baked beans, a little coleslaw, some hot barbecue sauce. Carolina? No. Not of Carolina? Fair. Fair. Smart answer. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say Kansas City barbecue, though, did he? <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Was that it? Do you feel For better? For Sully? Huh? I don't have any questions. Wait, wait. Yeah, what's, yeah. What's the best barbecue spot, Joe? Ooh. So I'm a big fan of uh, Jack Stack, which is uh, right Going down the right road. right now after this. Yeah, Jack Stack. Sully, okay. If you had money to put on a player this week out of these four, who would you put it on? <laughs> this guy's won twice. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah, did, did, did. hundred bucks? Who are you putting it on? In Kansas, because betting's legal in Kansas. In Kansas. Yeah, boy, I got to tell you, you know, after my homework, I, I got Chip is so damn handsome. I'm gonna go with Ben. Fair. <laughs> Put it down. Yeah. 100 bucks. Mark ben? It. 100 bucks? All right. We'll take it. Who thinks Ben's going to win this week? <laughs> All right. We'll go right over. How about this one? Faster he wins again, the faster he goes to the big tour. We don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> All right. Let's go have fun, guys. Thank you. God bless.